first time in the history of baseball. This is November baseball. And the 3-2 pitch. Swung on a drill to right field. Going back Sanders. On the track. At the wall. See ya! A game-winning walk-off home run by Derek Jeter. He is Mr. November. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Welcome to the Batter's Box Podcast. I'm Mikey Pisano. And I'm Reese Williams. And this is your weekly insight to everything happening around the world of baseball. So this week we are back with the... Oh, it's, it's weird. Not weird, but this is how we're breaking it down. We're doing one half of the NL East. Tonight. So, yeah. And then tomorrow night we're recording the, the other night. half, but that won't be dropped till Friday. Yeah, and just, just to break it down real quick. So, in this episode, we will break down the first half of the NL East. So, we will break down the Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, and the Washington Nationals. And the offseason moves they've made, how the depth chart looks, yada, yada, yada. And tomorrow night's episode, which we will upload... Friday. Friday. We will then be discussing the... New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies, as well as what Fangraphs has projected the standings to be and how we will see the standings. So, if you guys want to know our predictions like for the season of the grand total of, of like. the whole of the NL East, that'll come in the second episode. However, we will be breaking down three teams tonight, two teams tomorrow, and that second episode will be uploaded Friday just to clear things up before we. Yeah, the decision was simple because last week we thought we thought we were gonna go for like forty-five minutes, yes. and um, with no. the AL East, it's still competitive division, but there was just so much that came out of the uh, NL East this year. We had to break it down, and we thought about going off of last year's standings. Which it, it no, this is pretty close to last year's standings. All we did was flip yeah. the Nationals and the Mets, and that's yeah. solely because the Phillies made a lot of moves. The Mets made a lot of moves. The Mets probably made the most moves in all baseball. Yes. So those two have a lot of big moves made. Plus, the Braves are the first teams. We're going to start with them no matter what. But then teams like the Marlins didn't really make any moves. And the Nationals made a nice chunk of moves. So if we're going to do three teams, those three teams, I think we're a little bit lower. Because the Marlins, like I said, there's not much. It's a very similar team to last year. We'll break that down when we get to it. But... It helped it for us split it, putting Atlanta with Washington and New York with Philly. So that that's how we kind of yeah. decided. So let's start off with the Atlanta Braves here. My team. Yeah, Reese's team. I think that's a great place to start. In the, like we said, I think no question, best, most competitive division in baseball. Yes, and this is the team that is going to be favorited to win it again. Yes, but before we get into that, also, I don't want to – we might say it's the best division in baseball – I don't think the win-loss, I've said this a million times, yeah. I don't think the win-loss is going to be indicative of how good this division is because I I firmly believe that we could see the winner of this division 
win 95 games maximum. Yeah. Well, the thing is that I think has been the maximum. I think that the max the Braves over the past few years of winning, they've only won, I think, at max 95 games. And I'll have to check that. But when we say best division of baseball, we mean there's not one game that goes by within this division that doesn't mean – that doesn't have huge implications on it. All five of these teams have shown they're capable of making a playoff run, making the playoffs, you know, period. period. The Marlins were probably the one team we could have counted out, but we can't count them out completely now because of what they did last year, even though it was a shortened season. Yeah, and They shocked the world, and then they go and they, they swept the Cubs. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When we say best division baseball, we say what is the most competitive, what is a division that all the games are going to mean something and actually be one to watch. Yeah, I mean, going to last year, like you said, we rode off the Marlins. And yeah. they shocked the world and make a playoffs and sweep the Cubs. You're coming off... One year, you're one year removed from the Nationals being on top of the baseball world. Yeah, the Braves are four or six. They're they're up there and like the reigning division champs. Uh, three years in a row. Three. Okay, so three year division champs. The Mets go out and make an spend an ungodly amount of money and drop and get trades and do everything. Well, they drop and they they could have dropped more money, but they made some trades that helped them out and they signed some guys that are going to help them out and then. I mean, the Phillies, of course, bring back a huge piece, and the Nats, you know, made the moves they needed to with a couple trades and signs. But, yeah, I think the yeah. Nats and the Phillies are going to be very similar when we talk about them because yeah. they made moves, but they also made a group of, I would say, smaller moves in just the aspect of these aren't, they weren't these your top five names. Well, the Phillies mm-hmm. did bring back JT. It was more the secondary moves to him of what they needed to fill. Exactly. Against. So let's Start, roll was, with the Braves. Yeah. Starting with the Braves, right? Let, let's let's go to the the one of the stronger shoots they have for this division. That's starting pitching. And again, it's a division that has strong pitching across the board. Yeah, I think it's to a, win this division, you have to have. It. Yeah, and you're coming off Max Fried. He pitched all of last year. Yes. Correct? So he pitched all last year. Maybe he missed finals. a game or two. Yes, he was. Then you bring in you bring in Charlie Morton. So if this team makes the playoffs and they go down again, yeah, you know you have Charlie Morton, who's undefeated in elimination games in the playoffs. So maybe the, the playoff woes for the Braves well, could come to an end this year. And it's a full circle thing here, with too, with Morton. Morton was drafted by the Braves years ago. And I mean and years he's, ago. He's reaching the end. He came up a little bit in the system, but then was almost traded, I believe, immediately, you know, because at the time they were still competitive. This was mid-2000s, probably. After early, but right before, tw- like, li- mid to late 2000s is when he was drafted, I'm pretty sure. And then you're going to have Soroka coming off injury this year at the, at the three-hole. And he looked very, very good And again, year. he's not coming off an arm problem. He tore his Achilles. Yeah. It's, I guess it, it has to do with, you know, planting and all that, but you know his arm's not the problem. As long as right? he gets his legs back yeah. under him, he will be okay. And he's looked good from the little bit of throwing that he's done. He hasn't done a lot of full-on pitching. But he's done some just tosses and he's and he's looked good. Well, and you know yeah. the you know the big piece I'm seeing here is Ian Anderson at the four. Now, before the Morton signing at the end of last year, you're looking at Ian Anderson possibly being your two to start the year with, depending when Soroka came back if he was ready for yes. opening day. Correct. Now Ian Anderson had a great year in his starts last year. The starts he made, he looked yeah, well, good great in the rookie year. But it goes back to like we spoke about last week in the AL East with the Rays. It's I'm not comfortable enough to label him as the two. You get somebody like Charlie Martin who has the veteran experience. Well, yeah, and I think it's much better. Yeah, and much this better. is the big thing, right? Because we all saw what Ian Anderson could do last year. Is he a lefty too? 
No. I believe there's on, the only lefty in that Smiley. is Free. Oh, Smiley's a lefty? I believe so. Okay, then they have two. Free's a lefty. Okay. So you're going to have two lefties and three righties. But what's big about having Ian Anderson in the four spots is this. We saw what he could do last year as the, what was to start the year as a three. He became the two. But he pitched lights out. It's not like he, he dominated the New York Yankees in the re- regular season. And he's a kid from New York, if you do remember that game. Yes. I mean, he's shown he could pitch against the top teams in all of baseball last year. So having him as the four in his second year, just in case a sophomore slump does happen, it, it, it's, it's not going to hurt you as much because you're, you're, you're putting him in the middle of Soroka, if he can get back to form, of course, was one of the best pitch, young pitchers in baseball. But what I'm thinking is you have Morton, who's a veteran in front of you, who can, who can help teach you, and then Smiley's back ending you. Right? Like he's, he's, he's the five. He's a veteran of the game. And again, coming over from, I believe, the Giants as well. And yeah. So what I want to touch on with Drew Smiley being the five is don't be surprised if Drew Smiley becomes the three. And just hear me out. It has nothing to do with yeah. skill, but it has all the BC. You don't have your two lefties going back-to-back days. Well, yeah. I, again, it's going to – this is – It's going to yeah. shift and it's going to change. But I don't think if, – if Soroka's fully healthy, he'll probably be the two. Yeah. I, if not, the ace. Because Freed's not the ace of this team. It's normally Soroka. But Freed had to take on that role last year due to Soroka going. I think if Soroka turns back to his ace form, you might see Free drop to. Honestly, I'm thinking if Soroka returns to form, you're gonna have Soroka at one, Free two, Morton three. Yeah, and then go. Drew so Smiley four, Anderson five, and imagine the what Whitey Anderson Lucky, could do Lucky. as a five when he was a two last year. You're telling me you get that he either pitches against the lowest guy in the team's rotation or the best. He's shown he can compete with the best. I mean, but I'm saying like having him play in that role, that five role, yeah. it takes a lot of pressure off him and helps the development go on. But you move down. Yeah, let's move down moving on to that, the bullpen. Of course, the returning big names. You're gonna have Chris Martin. Yes. AJ Minter, Will Smith. Of course, they lose Darren O'Day to the Yankees, which you touched on last week, and Shane Green is yet to be signed. I think we still we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Shane Green is. Probably the missing piece. Now, I'm not saying, like, they they don't need him. They've obviously won without him once. Or they've won without... They've won the less. division without... Yeah, with, with less in the bullpen and without Shanker. But I think you guys are going to talk about... The, everybody's going to talk about these guys as the favorites because they've won it the past couple of years. I think if they got Shane Green, they would almost... It could cement them. Yes. Like, there's a couple of people who still might be favoring the Mets or... The Phillies, like, it's a toss-up. There are four teams that could all be thrown in, like, that top two range. So I think if they brought in somebody like Shane Green, just to add, because he becomes the two or the one of the two in that bullpen. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is, is, is news had come out that Shane Green was going to be a target of theirs again when they lost out on Trevor Rosenthal. Supposedly they were after Rosenthal, didn't get him, but another name I mentioned should not see actually on that relief pitcher's list is Luke Jackson, who has been you know, part of that bullpen for the past couple of years. A lot of Braves fans are iffy with him because they put him in a closer and he, and he tends to struggle, but I, still I'm shocked to not see him. At least be lower on that list. Be yeah, I, I mean, again, this is a 
this is just what it is in spring training right now. Things are going to switch. The rosters are going to change com- like completely, it, it completely as a whole. So, but moving on from that, I, lo- I love Will Smith at closer. Yeah, he's shown he can do it in the past. It's another name I didn't touch on. They lost Mark Melanson. Yeah, I think is a huge loss because he was their closer for the past two years. Like I said, they got to bring. They lose out on Darren O'Day. They lose out on Mark Melanson. If you're gonna, and one of the things they wanted to address because they were losing those guys was the bullpen. I think you can't say, "Oh, I want to address the bullpen and then not address it." Well, I don't. I think I think the big thing with the Braves wasn't addressing the bullpen as bringing new people in. It was re-signing. Yeah. But it's hard to re-sign when, if you think about the the teams that they lost their two to the players too. O'Day goes to the Yankees. Yankees are, are, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be huge for the Yankees and. To me, he has a better chance of winning a World Series with the Yankees now than he does the Braves. And then you lose Mark Melanson to the Padres, but when we touch on the Padres in a later episode, that team's looking very nice. And it's a, I think, two-year deal for Melanson there, and he's going to be the closer. He knows for sure. Moving on to the actual lineup here, of course, they'll return Travis Darno at catcher. At first base, you have the reigning NL MVP in Freddie Freeman. Second base, Ozzie Albies. Third base, Austin Riley. Shortstop, Dansby Swanson. And that's the infield. I mean, nothing's changed. Yeah. This this is this team, and then you go to the outfield. Ozuna in left. Acuna in right. And they put Pache in center, which I really do enjoy. I think. This, is, this team is, outside of the losses in the bullpen, and, of course, adding Chris Morton and Drew Smiley to the rotation, the lineup is exactly what it was to the year. There's been no changes mm-hmm. other than some depth signings. I mean, depth signings with veterans. Yeah. Jason Kipnis, Pablo Sandoval. Ja- Pablo Sandoval was with them for the run last year. Oh, okay. They signed I forgot him he signed last Jake year. Jake Lamb, though, is one yeah, that they, a big they brought in. Who could play first and third base? I, I mean, I think guys like Kipnis and Lamb will both play. Like, they don't have Kipnis on the third base depth chart. But he's he's a veteran infielder. He'll get in yeah. wherever well, he Well, plus, you're, you, they still have Johan Camargo, who, of course, has, come, has struggled with the bat a little bit, but he can come in and, and play multiple positions in the infield as well. But like I touched on, I mean, this team's the exact same outside of that, and I love the fact that Christian Pache is going to be starting in center, which would mean the end of Enciarte, but with how hyped Pache is, and again, he's hyped, we only saw a small sample size of him last year, but we know what he can do defensively. He's proven himself defensively. It's just what can you do with me for the bat, but I don't think you have to worry about that as much with the Braves when you still have Darno, Freeman, Albies, Swanson has improved a lot over the past couple years, Ozuna, and Acuna. That's six guys I that think you could trust in your lineup. He's got a very long leash, I would say, in center. But, oh, probably the, him and Acuna are probably the longest leash. But if it completely crashes and burns with Pache, Ender and Ciarte being your fourth outfielder isn't a complete loss. No, but it would not shock me, and, and pay attention, if Enciarte struggles, don't be shocked if another contender tries to come and get Enciarte. The Braves may be willing to deal. Yeah. Because of they, they not only have Pache, who's going to start in center field, but... They do have a kid, Drew Waters, who I think should be traded in some way to help the bullpen maybe We could see that this year. Deadline. But they also have Drew Waters down the pipeline, who is one of the top prospects according to MLB, who, but he's a corner outfielder. I think this could be one of the more active divisions at the deadline as well because oh, it's going to be, be so tight active that... Yeah. At the deadline, from first to last place, I'm guessing max probably eight games. 
I'm gonna say five. Well, the only reason I don't think the Marlins do as well this year. I think the Marlins okay, will be so down, actually, but I'm saying yeah. now between one, one and four, four probably four. Five, yeah, I'd say five. Four or five, five games. Four or five games. One to four. five, though. I think eight. Maybe that eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still think the Marlins will be somewhat competitive, but yeah. Well, speaking of, let's go to the Marlins. This team, like we said, shocked the world last year. They make the playoffs. Jeter, Doctor Mike's guy, looks like a genius because they make the playoffs. However, I think it was a little too early. They they weren't ready to, to do that just quite yet, I don't think. You know, I, I look at this, this It's Marlins a weird team. team. I recognize some names. Some names are complete and utter just who are well, you okay. to me. It's They have names, and they have guys that have proven to be very good players. It's just there's not really a superstar. Yeah. They don't have... But every other team in this division has one, at least one superstar that they can go out with. You have, okay, so if we break the teams, the Braves have at least Freddie Freeman. They have Acuna. Freddie Freeman and Acuna. Okay. The Nats have Trey Turner, Juan Soto. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say Juan Soto, Max Scherzer. Well, the, I'm saying like hitting Oh, position players? Okay. Yeah. You have the Phillies, who have Bryce Harper, JT, JT Romuto. Yep. And the Mets have Lindor and... I mean, I would consider Pete Alonso one of the best power oh. hitters. He's still. I would consider him a superstar. I would say so he's got superstar status, like yes. name. But they also have the superstars of pitching. They have the best, probably yes, arguably the best pitcher. Jacob Degrom. Yeah. But there's no there's no big name that stands out to you. Like okay, this guy's a superstar. They have guys that can maybe reset potential. And we'll break that down real quick with starting pitching. Who they have Alcantara, the one. He's been solid. I wouldn't. Yeah. He's, he's an ace. He's their ace, no yes. question. The but two I think is the who could be two, the superstar. I think the number two could be fighting for that ace. I don't think here. yet, but he's if they're going to have anyone on that team that I'm looking now be superstar be status, guy. it's Sixto Sanchez in the second. I because think, he came up last year, and he blew people away, especially with that fastball. Yeah. He has probably he's, one of the best upcoming fastballs in all of the MLB. I mean, he was he was high when he was traded in the Real Muto trade. He was high on the prospects mm-hmm. list. And, I mean, you watch him come up last year, and he has a fantastic run. And I think it was huge for the Phillies to re-sign Real Muto in the aspect of how well he did um, last year. But for the Marlins, this is exactly what they needed. They didn't need JT. Like, they didn't need Yelich. Like, okay, yeah, you look at it. They trade away all this talent. You're right. They did. But besides those five guys... They had nothing else. They weren't going to win anyways. And I'll say, look at two pieces they got back from that Real Muto trade. One, Sixto. Two is their starting catcher in Jorge Alfaro, who looked decent last year. He didn't look bad at all. No, I mean... And Alfaro was going to be the future catcher for the Phillies I think, at the time. I think it's what we talked about with the Rays last week is similar here, but on a much less scale. I think the I Rays think are the Marlins are going to be willing to pay money, though, when they get to that point. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about, like, you talk about the definition of a team that is serviceable. Well, the Rays. The are, Rays. The Rays still have superstars, though. Marlins too. The Marlins have names that people recognize. No, but I'm saying like are. the Rays though have the superstars that could still oh go on go on and tear. do something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't see that with the Marlins person. I see guys that could potentially be there in a year or two. I think the biggest but, name to watch because he's number two on the depth chart at two positions here is Jazz Chisholm. Yes, he's looked very good. In spring he's looked so fantastic far. this spring. Highly touted prospects. He's still a prospect, right? Yes, because I don't. Th- he doesn't have much service time if he's been there. Yeah, so I think keep an eye on him. But guys like Isan Diaz and Miguel Rojas had solid years last year. 
Yeah, and you can't. I mean, if, well, just to break down the rest of the the position players. So, like we touched on, Alfaro beat catcher. So, they I'm keeping my eye on Sandy Leone as a third string catcher because he's very good defensively. Someone who could. And he's a veteran presence. Yeah, the there's team. that. I think. I think they're gonna let out. They're Alfaro's gonna have a small, a long leash because he's younger, because it's a young rotation. If they're going to keep these guys, they want Alfaro to be their guy. But I'm thinking Sandy would be a good you know, mentor think, defensively. Yes. But looking uh, first base, Jesus Aguilar. Second, Isan Diaz, like we touched on. Third base, Brian Anderson, who at one point was a highly touted prospect. Uh, shortstop, Miguel Rojas. Left field, Corey Dickerson. Center field, Starling Marte. Right field, Adam Duval. And then if they have the DH right now, they have Garrett Cooper there. Again, like we t- I mean, of course, Starling, Starling Marte is a name. Yeah. When he played with the Pirates, I mean, he could, he's gonna be, a, he's a good center fielder, right? He's he's yeah. one of the better ones in all of baseball. But he's put on a team where, if you were gonna pick, to if you were gonna pick an all star from the position players, I would say, Starling I would say Starling Marte is yeah. gonna be that guy. Yeah. Duvall's, you know, a good hitter, but he's not. I just think out of everybody, he's the most well known name. He's the best all around. Yeah. Like. And the All-Star game, especially for a team like Miami, if it, every team gets one. If Miami only gets one for some reason. Not, I'm like, you know what? Six, if Miami gets one this year, it's going to be one of two guys. I think it's going to be Sixto or Starling Marte. I'd say Sixto or Isan Diaz. I don't think Starling Marte will get it because there's going to be – you have to think he's in the NL. What other center fielders are in the NL? True. You have like Acuna. In and your own division. You're talking, about, you're talking about outfielders alone. You got In your division, you have Juan Soto, Bryce Harper – yeah, Acuna is in the outfield. Ozuna's in the outfield. Yeah, okay. That's I don't think I think if you're gonna get it second base, it's not extremely. Sh- I mean, looking strong. across the entire National League, it's it's it's. it's I'd say Ozzy Albies is one of the better ones, but it helps because he's a switch hitter. In the division itself, Isan's probably number two for me. I mean, Gene Segura's in it. From the Phils, because he's playing second this, this year. Yeah, but I, I'd still put Isan over Segura, just because Segura hasn't returned to form I when think, he was with the Mariners. I think, just going to touch on him real quick, I think the biggest, I guess, problem, I would say, not like not a problem, he's had a fantastic run, he's done everything the Phillies have wanted him to. I think the biggest thing for him is, he went from being the guy, where was he? Mariners. Okay, yeah. So he was in Seattle. He went from being the guy in Seattle, then he came into Philly, Didi came into Philly, that's nice. That's the next episode thing. So, don't want to get into that too far. But yeah, so again, it's a serviceable team. Would not shock me if they cause an uproar and shock a couple people. They're gonna play spoiler. I, I they're, have they're nothing more spoiler, than that. But we can't again count them out as a team that could potentially see. Here's the thing, though. Is it's going back to the what it was before playoffs. It's not last year's playoff where. Both the top two teams in each division make it yeah. two wild cards. It's the division winner of each one, and then two wild cards. So that's what I think knocks out the Marlins this year. Write write me in like I'm gonna preview this a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna preview this for next episode. The Marlins will still be fifth. I in my division. Yeah, right we'll we'll break but, it down when we get there. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably with you on that. Uh, but like I said, I think in my opinion, the the Marlins are definition of serviceable. Yeah, definitely. Third team and final team we're gonna get into tonight. The 2019, yeah, 2019 World Series champion, yes. Washington Nationals. I was there at the parade. I will touch on that again. I have videos for us out I, there. 
Let's start with the rotation because you talk about the Mets having the best rotation in the no, division. No, well, I didn't. Well, I said well, one, it's of, a, one of the best. It, I count the best rotations in that division. It could be really a, a three-way thing because you have the Nats, who are a little bit older, but they have the they have the names in the production. I'd say the Mets are there, and I'd say the Braves are getting there, especially adding more. I think if you're going to talk about best rotations for me, well, it's the Mets and the Nats strictly on names. Yes, but I'm not. Counting at the Braves because they have proven it in the past. Yes. Yeah. So let's break down the Nats here. We got the ace in Max Scherzer. No shocker there. Nope. One of the t- he's probably the third best pitcher in baseball. One of the top three. Yeah, top three. But with Cole, uh, yeah. Cole and Degrom. Steven Strasburg signed a monster deal. Coming back season. off injury. Coming back off an injury. With the thumb, I believe yep. it was. Patrick Corbin, who has a big deal with them. Yes. And he's been a. I mean, he's a number three for them. He's done exactly what they've asked. He comes in. He got paid a ton. But he's performing to everything they need him to be. Yep. The big piece here for me is their four. Now, he's a veteran, but bringing another le- oh, oh, Yeah, two lefties, right? No, Scherzer's a righty. Never mind. Corbin's a lefty. Corbin's a lefty. Corbin and the three, four lefty, the lefties here. John Lester. I like it. I like it a lot. Big fan. Because if, if I'm a Nats fan, I'm a big think, fan. Think about where Lester's coming from. Lester's coming from Chicago. Chicago, where he was, I would consider to be the ace of that, or was the ace of that team until Darvish became a thing. But yeah. I would say he was at least the two or the three there. A lot. I wouldn't say any lower than three with the Cubs. Let's put it this way. Lester's closer to his way out than he, is, than he was coming in. Oh, he's a lot closer to the end of his career yes. than he is to the beginning. It's not the it's not the John Lester that won a World Series with the Red Sox. No, I think towards the end or of his World time, Series with the Cubs. I'm I think about towards that. the end of his time in Chicago, it was a lot. Darvish helped take some weight off, but I think it was a lot of weight on his shoulders. Well, I think Chicago has finally realized they need to rebuild. Yeah, and I think that's a big reason why Lester left as well. But as I'm looking at this, the five Joe Ross, I don't even think this is a five man rotation. It's a four man rotation because. You can easily, you know, run Scherzer on three, four days rest. I think I don't think I think it's a five man rotation strictly because of the increase in games. But I'm saying you get to the playoffs, and you're telling me if you only have to run if you have to run four, I'd stop it there. Yeah. Because you don't need you could run Joe Ross out of your bullpen, which is mainly what he's been. So that's the thing you're going to run Joe Ross, but Joe Ross isn't a s- typical starter. He's so going to be one of those. Where did Anibal Sanchez end up? Is he out of baseball? Because I have no idea. I did not even think about. It. I forgot. Remember, he was, on, he was on the team the year they won the World Series, and we were everybody's like, "Oh, what?" Like in Game Four, he, did he go to Houston? I'm not sure, but the year they won it, everybody's like, "Oh, why are you throwing Sanchez out there?" And he went out and he had the game of his life. He pitched yeah. incredibly. So, I think it's a great rotation. I love. I if I'm a Nats he's a free fan, agent. he's a free agent. Okay, he's 37. As a six, bring him back veteran minimum. Yeah. Give him half a mil, call it a deal. Yeah. You look at going though to the to the bullpen. Of course, the names you're gonna recognize here: Daniel Hudson yep. is one. Will Harris is one. Big name there for well, me. Bigger name because he he was with the Astros during the yeah. you know, cheese scandal. I, I'd say to bang on a table, but nah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it light tonight. Got to keep it got to keep it a little quiet. My roommates. Yeah. All got classes and stuff. Yeah. So. But, and then, of course, Brad Hand at closer. One thing I didn't want to touch on with this bullpen is they did have Juris Familia on this roster. However, a couple days ago, he was let go. Hmm. 
I believe it was Familia. Yeah. I was, I was tossing, I couldn't remember if it was between him or Jeffries, but it was Familia. So they did have Familia on this team, right? But still, without him, it's still a good bullpen. I think the belief here is they have a couple guys. They have guys who are going to be that in-between. They're going to do well sometimes. They're going to crap the bed the others. But the biggest thing here is when you have Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin for that sake. They can go seven innings. You expect them to go seven innings every time they step on the mound. And then what you probably do is you throw in Will Harris or Daniel Hudson at your eight. And go, okay, Brethren, take the ball, throw it, close it out. Yep. Moving over to the catching position here, Jan Gomes, love him behind the plate. Great piece for them. Alex Avila. Yeah, I was going to say, I really back. like that. I really like that Alex Avila as the back. But I'm going to talk about Wellington Castillo as a four. I would put him at the three. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the one two punch, Jan Gomes, Alex Avila, I think so. I don't think they the, don't need the production. Well, I'll say I don't think the three of the four are gonna make the team, so it doesn't really matter. But I like the like no. you said the one-two punch. If if I'm a Nats fan, I will stress this as we go through the entirety of baseball. If I'm a fan of this team, I love having Alex Avila as a backup catcher. So if you give Jan Gomes a day off, if you go to the American League and you let him DH, like it's still it's almost similar to the Yankees where you where you have you have your guy in Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Then you bring in somebody like Higashioka for that backup day, and you know what? He could have a three homer day and well, I was gonna say play awesome. They're not gonna be these great hitters, but they know what they're doing behind the plate, and I think that's the big thing. Is I mean, it's not like you're gonna have to do too much behind the plate when you gotta have guys like Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin throwing you the throwing you the ball from the mound. But Correct. at the same point, like they're serviceable at catcher, and they're they're names. You move on to the infield, they. Add Josh Bell from the Pirates, That's a which big is piece. huge because not only is he a big first baseman to replace Zimmerman, who's been starting there, but he's a switch hitting first baseman. Josh Bell's a lefty and a righty. He switches. You didn't know that? I thought it was a lefty only. No, Josh that? Bell is a switch hitter, which is huge for the Nats. A, a big pickup. You're then looking at Starling Castro at second base, who, of course, is the veteran. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, you need that for your infield. You need somebody who's been there, done that. <laughs> you're looking at Carter Keyboom, a young guy at third base. And then you're looking at one of the best shortstops in baseball in Trey Turner. How about that? You did not know that, did He's you? He's a switch hitter. I, How do you I, not know Josh Bell? I have not been watching enough okay, baseball. I was going to say, let, let's, let's just take a step back from talking about the Nats real quick. When we played fantasy baseball two years ago, when Josh Bell went on that tear, you're telling me you didn't know this man was a switch hitter when his lefty numbers were way better than his right? He's a better lefty hitter than he has a righty hitter, too. I just thought he was strictly but lefty. But a, a switch hitting first baseman for the Nats That's is huge. Massive. And you have Mr. National and Ryan Zimmerman backing him up. You touched on Stalin Castro. I think the big name here is Josh Harrison at number three. Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah, that that is big. He's a good depth guy. He can play right field. He can play third base, right field... Second base, and that's I what they second, third, and right. First base at some points. No, he only played second and third, from my understanding, with the Pirates and the well, Rivers. Still, of he has the depth. I think yeah. he'll make the team as that utility guy. Um, oh, he touch- can play left too. Is he's the fifth guy in left? Yeah, field. you touched on Trey Turner. Yep. Uh, Jock, I mean Kyle Schwarber, the carbon copy of Jock Peterson. Just a lesser version of Jock, I want to say. No, if we, I will, I will say this forever. Yes, they are very, they are. If you're talking about creative player, yeah. and there's a there's a prototype, they're the same. They're lefty hitters. They're platoon guys. You know they're gonna rake against righties. 
They're going to struggle against lefties. But to me, Jock Peterson has more in him than Schwarber. I t- no, no, no offense to Schwarber, but... I, I was on Instagram like last week, right after we recorded. Yes. And you sent me the picture. Was it Peterson yeah. who homered? I think yes, because he's with the Cubs. Yeah, so Peterson homered in his spring training game. And I sh- you not. I'm like watching the video, stance, swing. I'm like, oh, old clip of Kyle Schwarber with the Cubs. Scroll down, read the caption. Jock, Jock Peterson. I'm, so I sent it to Reese. I'm like... We just talked about this. I, and yeah. like Reese just said, and that's what I said to him after, is yeah. if you're talking MLB The Show create a player and you're talking like player types, they're the exact If you same. want to be a, a, a power in contact to the max against righties, that is who you're looking at. And like 50s against the other side, like that is exactly what it is. But Victor Robles. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, so Schwarber in left, Victor Robles in center, Juan Soto in right. I mean, he's the second best according to Juan Soto yeah according to he's he's the second best outfielder in baseball second best player no best player under 25 they said in baseball okay that makes they had Juan Soto at one I mean the dude's electric with the bat I mean he's there's a reason he plays only right field I mean he's a decent fielder he's not you know Victor Robles in center but he's gonna hit 320 with (laughs) You know, 30 bombs and over 100 RBIs. He's going to hit two. I bet you two. I guarantee uh, he hits. Soto hits three. I think Trey Turner will hit one. Soto will hit two. Josh Bell will hit three. Schwarber, four. four. See, I was going to change it. I'd probably go, actually, Robles, one. Turner, two. Soto, three. Josh Bell, four. I'm seeing To get Robles the guys on base. Yeah, I'm seeing, for some reason, I'm seeing Robles in the ninth spot. He could be. That's where he's played as a second leadoff guy is what they consider him to be. But it would not shock me with how well Trey Turner's bats improved over the years if they try him out at the two-hole because then you have two your, the two fastest guys on your team getting on potentially getting on base. Yeah. You have Soto who has a chance to hit him home. If not, he's going to get on base. He's, he's great at hitting well, extra base hits. That's why I figured. And Josh Bell at the four is just hard to beat as your cleanup guy. Who else is the cleanup guy on that team? It's got to be other than Soto, but you're going to bat Soto higher because the average. Well, that's what I was thinking. You could even pencil in Schwarber at the three, Bell at the four if you want I to. think Schwarber's a better five as, as a well, lefty. That, that, think I mean, about it. You're, you're telling me your cleanup guy can be a switch hitter? Yeah. You could go... Schwarber was a switch hitter. No, he's only lefty. He's only lefty. I believe Robles is a righty. Yes. He Turner's definite a righty. Soto is a lefty. Bell switch. You need, you know what? Don't discredit. I think we could even see Starlin Castro in the two sometimes. Would not shock me. If you're if you're gonna put Trey Turner at the one and put Robles at Robles at the at the nine. I mean, it's interesting what they can do at the top of that lineup there. They can they because you're gonna have three guys you can trust with the bat and Trey Turner, Josh Bell, Wanzo. And you know if Turner gets on base, he's gonna have like sixty stolen bases. And he's, shit gonna <laughs> he's just gonna steal. Well, so and that's unless you unless you have Yadi Molina behind the plate, just understand the problem base is probably getting stolen. Well, and that's why I was thinking that Trey Turner is gonna bat one because he's gonna run. I mean, like Robles can run too. Well, Robles can run too, but Turner's gonna if he's gonna get on. He's gonna run. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on with the Nationals, right? Mr. Nationals back. I think this is just a farewell. He couldn't do it, it last year. No, he wants to go to all the ballparks. And it's it's, ever, a, it's yeah. even more clear. I'm just before I cut you no, off. No, you're good. Before it, it wasn't 100 percent clear. Before you could see him get like the everyday. 
But now he'll play in the... What they'll do in the American League is they'll give Josh Bell a half day off. They'll let Ryan Zinnerman DH or play first. Like, he's going to get his time, but he'll play in one series at each park. Or one game, I'm sorry, at each park. I think it's just a farewell. He couldn't get it last year because of it's, COVID. Yeah, I think he last year would have been his last year. Yeah. To be honest. Like, he even kind of stated that. He signed the one-year deal, and it was kind of going to be a farewell tour. He was still starting at first base mainly. But I think, like you said this year, and what you're going to see is kind of that David Ortiz type send-off too where maybe some of the NL East teams give him, you know, a piece of memorabilia from the stadium um, to because of how many years. I mean, he's he's been a national his whole career. Yeah. He's played up and down that in, in all the NL East parks. There has to be something that, you know, yeah, and, like, is memorable to him there. I mean, I've said it with a lot of guys in the past, never on the podcast because we haven't had it for long enough where when it was the Ortiz treatment or the Jeter or the Mo. Now, you got to you honor him. He's been he's been the Mr. Nacho yeah, since it's day not, one. Yeah. But if you, I'm talking about if you're talking 25-man roster, if you're a 26 guy and you know Ryan Zerman is not going anywhere all year, it kind of sucks. Because you're, you're, you could be in your prime, and you could lose a year for a guy who's going to play once once a series. But, you know, but again, he's the captain of the team. Yeah, he is. He's the, the no-doubt leader of that baseball well, team, and the team wants him there. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like it's not a problem for those type of players. For the David Ortiz, for the Mariano Rivera, for the Derek Cheaters, the guys who spent their whole career with these teams. Well, David didn't. Oh, okay, well. The majority of their career. I'm Mo sorry. and Jeter. Yes. Did, yes. They spend the majority of their career, or they're always. David Ortiz will never be looked at as a twin. He'll always be looked at as a Red Sox. Correct. I don't. But, no, and I'm not saying he's going to get the Jeter, Mo, and Ortiz treatment where every team almost does him a farewell. But no, you're going to at least get it from the NL East. He's going to get it from the NL East. He'll get it. Because, and, and not only that, like the fact that. He's gonna get a he very finally big one. brought a World Series to Washington, I think, was a big thing. He played a big part that year on that team. He's going to get a very big one in D.C. when it, when it gets down to it. Yeah, he, final home game of the year, and I think first home game of the year. If He if he may not announce it until middle of the season that it's his final year. I think at the All-Star break he'll do it. But that final home game in Washington will be Ryan Zimmerman Day. Yeah. And it'll be a full-on, they'll have a video, everything, cinema. It's what all the like, teams do. And like I said, if if it's your guy, like... Yeah, he's I, played dude, how many years? 19 years? 20 years for the Nationals? He got drafted by them in 05, I believe. 05? So then, yeah, you're looking at 50, sorry, 15, 16 years, which is crazy. You don't see that often. You don't see guys especially, stick with one team for the whole Especially in today's game. And be a starter on that team... For as many years as everyone was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rare. So, that is what we're going to stop at today. Because, like we said, tomorrow we will record the other half. Come and at you with the Phillies. And the, and the who Mets. Always, everybody knows I'm always excited to talk about them and the moves they made. The, um, the Mets obviously made a ton of moves. Maybe we'll get Dr. Mike on the phone for a brief sentence of, I don't want to talk about the Mets. I was going to say, that may be a uh, wasted phone call. So... We'll also break down fan graphs and, yes. and how they see things as well as how we see things. But um, I'm going to go hard against fan graphs. Everybody knows that. If you've listened to the podcast the last three years, I think you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. But everyone, I mean, it's it's just a database that you know is what it is. So we're gonna we're gonna go from there tomorrow. But until then, you got anything else? No. Just uh, we'll see you guys in part two.
then that's going to wrap up this half episode of the Batters Box Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. If you want to talk to us on social media about how stupid we are, how stupid our decisions and talk of these teams or your team is, reach out to us on Twitter at Batters underscore Box Pod, on Instagram at Batters Box Podcast, and find us on Facebook. We are the Batters Box Podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening. Enjoy this first half of the NL East. Have a good one.